Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. My sister won't be quiet, screaming the same song I'll drive, and my dad keeps giving. Spacious new Volkswagen Atlas. It does life beautifully. Wayfair is ready to make your holiday season even more joyful. Shop all things home for you and everyone on your gift list. With an incredible selection of furniture, decor, and more. All with an amazing value that'll make this holiday season the best one yet. And right now, Wayfair is turning up the savings even more with huge deals and sales. Plus, thousands of items ship fast and free. Head to Wayfair.com or download the Wayfair app in the App Store to shop the latest limited deals so you can deck it all. Hey, Brad, you know how Nationwide is more than an insurance company? Yeah, they're one of America's largest financial services companies. Can we get that in a song like Business Life Retirement? Or Nationwide's there to protect. I'm kind of the jingle guy. Not sure I agree with that. Well, I'm not sure I like your hat. Well, it would never fit on you. Products issued by Nationwide Life Insurance Company or Nationwide Life and Annuity Insurance Company. The general distributor for variable products is Nationwide Investment Services Corporation, member FINRA, Columbus, Ohio. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. 
Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. On the weekends, I, um, I was big into Yu-Gi-Oh! when I was a kid. Like, yeah. when I was a kid, it was hot. <laughs> So there was this Toys R Us in Baltimore that like every Saturday in the morning, there was an upstairs area where kids can go up and play Yu-Gi-Oh! and watch TV and cartoons and shit. Gotcha. So coming from there one day, my mom was picking me up. There was a buzzard on the side of the, in broad daylight on the sidewalk eating a pigeon. Bro. (laughs) When we rolled past it, the whole way home, I was looking behind me. I'm like, yo, that motherfucker coming to get us, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I had never seen a bird like that in my entire life. Did it we open its like... wings at all? No, it didn't. Okay. If it did, I might have pissed myself. <laughs> Man, look, I'm trying to think. I wish I knew the event that gave me my bird phobia, because I really don't know off the top. Like, I can think of a, a lot of different scenarios that it could have happened. Uh, I, I got shit on a couple times as a kid. Um, there was a time a bird flew into our house and sat on the couch. What? And refused to leave. Yeah, like the thing, it flew in, like the door was open. There was these bushes right outside our front door and the bird just came in and like sat on the back, like dead in the middle, sat on the back of the couch and was like watching TV. And you know, I, I nobody knew what to do. Like, how do you get a bird out of your house? Uh, there's only a few places he can go, and nobody wanted a bird flapping around the house. I mean, I would hope not. So uh, that was a fun experience <laughs> as a kid. Um, I think I watched like a documentary about a bird. I can't remember what the man had like moved the nest or something. And I don't know if he like broke one of the eggs or what, but like it was a in the parking lot of his job. And every day when he got to work and when he left work, the mom would just peck his ass the entire way from his car to the door and back. What the fuck? For like months he dealt with this. And like they had video and everything. And I was like, yeah, I don't trust them because they, they can do something that I can't do. I can't fly. So I don't trust any of that. There was another moment where I developed like my bird phobia kind of grew. Uh, have you ever seen without a paddle? Without a paddle, you said? Yes. Is that a, a like movie. a movie? Yeah. I think I've heard of it. But I don't think I've seen it. Uh, Seth Green and uh, who else was in it? Uh, Matthew Lillard and Dax Shepard. Okay. There was a scene with an ostrich. Bro. You know what? <laughs> I, I definitely don't trust of, I have been afraid of ostriches. There's not a bird on this planet that I'm afraid of more than an ostrich. 
They're I mad mean, you chickens. Have, you have every right to be afraid of an ostrich. Those things are huge, and they they run faster than you. And apparently, they they have these talons on their legs, and they will gut you. No, wait, was it? No, I don't think it was without a paddle. I think it was, dude, where's my car? That's what it was. Okay, that, that I've heard. I, I, I'm aware of that one as well. That was before I was like making my own choices about what movies I was trying to watch. <laughs> and so I didn't go back and watch that one later. But yeah, ostriches, and they're fast too. Like, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Peacocks. No, don't like those either. I can't. Oh, man. That, <laughs> we, had a, uh, we had a trip to a plantation. Not a trip. We went there on purpose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, we we went to the plantation because, I mean, that's one of the things to do here. Uh, Check your history. I actually went to the plantation of the people that owned my ancestors, which was wild. And like the white people got way too excited about it. Um, (laughs) Made it uncomfortable. I'm just saying, oh, well, we got a hayway. I was like, hold on, y'all, you about to chain me up. Like, (laughs) the day's over, man. (laughs) But uh, anyway, so. And I should have got a discount, low key. But anyway, so we went to the plantation, and uh, apparently they turned it. This one in particular, they turned it into like a garden now. Like they have all these rare flowers and whatnot. And um, it's a nice place. Um, if you don't think about the fact that black people got beaten, raped there a couple hundred years ago. But um, when we were hard not to think about, but. <laughs> I'm going to add one other anecdote, but I'm going to get to the point real quick. So as we were coming out, they had like these uh, archways that you had to walk under when you're leaving. Mm-hmm. And as we were walking, my girl just froze like in place. And like, I'm still walking and talking. I stopped. I was like, what's going on? And I like see her looking up and there was a snake like hanging down from above us. And um, she was like, yeah, I'm not going past the snake. I was like, the longer we sit here, the more time he got time to think about jumping on our neck. So if we could just walk through real quick, <laughs> we good. And uh, you know, it took some coaxing to get her to come through. Eventually she did. And then like later we got to the gift shop and we came out the gift shop, it was a peacock standing there. Oh, yeah. And this time it was me that stopped <laughs> in my track. And uh, I think part of it for me with the birds and stuff, I don't trust the animal that I can't look at and tell what it's thinking. Like a dog, I know what a dog is thinking when I look at it. Either I can tell if it's friendly or if it's aggressive by looking at it in the eyes. A bird has no expressions. None. So I don't know what that bird is thinking. I don't know what it's capable of. I know it has claws and a beak. And I don't, I don't have those, so I don't know what to do with those. And with that said, welcome to the third edition. No, <laughs> you know, in my head, I was like, it would be great if we were just recording all of this. No, I definitely time. am recording this. I definitely oh, am. Yeah, I, I was. I didn't say anything because I'm like, I, I got faith in him. I know he hit record eventually, like he had to. <laughs> this is too good not to capture. It was too good. <laughs> it was some random stuff. No, but uh, that that plantation stuff was crazy. It was. I'll tell you this last piece before we start talking about basketball. 
um, there was one plantation we went to, and I actually appreciated this one because they did a good job of putting the history and stuff in context. Like they talked about how much each slave was worth during their lifetime and like how they never really got to see any of that money. Um, and that they taught the settlers everything they knew. Like they taught them how to grow rice and cotton and stuff like that. Wait, and wait, wait, you can grow rice? Yeah. Wait, don't, not, you know what? That, I'll cut that out. I'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it's a terrible process. Like thousands, like the people that did rice, it was the uh the number one crop in South Carolina, I think, and the number two crop coming out of the, the colonies and whatnot. But um the way you have to grow it, part of the process requires you to like flood all the fields. And um, like the slaves came up with the process for like using the river and like raising the level of the river to flood the fields and stuff. But when they did that, it brought a lot of mosquitoes. And when it brought the mosquitoes, it would make people sick. So what would happen is the, uh, the owners and whatnot, they would have their little private islands and shit they would go to for the summer when that was going on. But the slaves that had to stay behind, like their kids and whatnot, they would all get sick and they would lose like hundreds of slaves every summer because of the diseases from the mosquitoes. So they just had extra slaves to make up for how many died doing that. Like next man up. Basically like, all right, we got a thousand slaves. When we come back, we expect to have 750 at least type of thing. And then we'll just buy another two hundred fifty. That sounds, Jesus, that sounds awful. Yeah, that's that's pretty much how it was. But with that said, so I was the only black person on this tour. <laughs> only one. I was the only black person on this tour. That reminds um, me of a time I can't remember. I think I saw it on social media that they took a uh, they took a, a class group of the, the cotton, like a cotton yeah. field. Yeah, Nuts. I had I had something <laughs> close to that. I had something close to that. They uh they brought cotton to the classroom and asked us to pick it. Um, and I said, "Fuck y'all, people die." So I, <laughs> I said, "People die," so I didn't have to do this. Uh, but then when I looked down, my cotton was picked. So I don't know if the instincts took over or what. But uh, I'm fucking with possessed. I was oh bad. I was like, I ain't picking this damn cotton. I looked down and the seed was out. I was like, oh, snap. I'm pretty good at this. No, I was uh, no but uh, the point I was getting to, I was the only Black person on this tour. And again, the rice process is difficult. One part of the process, you have to, like, it comes with, like, a shell on it. So you have to, like, beat the shell off of it. And there's this like big wooden stick that, that you would use to beat the shell off of the little tiny piece of rice. And so they passed it around so we could see how heavy it was. And they were saying the women would use this to beat the shells off the rice, blah, 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 blah. And uh, at one point the, the, they passed it around so you could see how heavy it was. And the white guy that had to pass it to me, like when he went to do so, he looked at me like, am I supposed to give this to you or no? <laughs> I feel feel wrong handed this to the black person. Like you can see it in his eyes, right? Right. So I can see it. I can see the fear in his eyes, and like I can see the people like wanting to give me reparations on the spot as they were talking about all this stuff. But 
it was it was funny, man. It was an experience. Like if y'all, if you ever make it down to South Carolina, it's it's definitely something you got to do. You got to hit like a, a plantation or two. Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm not sure <laughs> if I want to, but you got it's good. It's, the history is good. We went After to the this one story, day. you know. I definitely, <laughs> definitely might want to. The last thing I'm gonna say about it, because we've been talking about this for too long. The last thing I'm gonna say about it. Uh, Sound like we a pastor at a funeral. <laughs> one more thing. I know y'all got to watch football. That's how my pastor used to do. I know y'all trying to get home to watch the football game and then talk I'll to never him. Forget my, I was at my cousin's funeral and his pastor was talking forever. And he was like, one more thing, I'm gonna let y'all go. In the back of my head, I'm like, dog, did you even know my cousin? Like, why? This ain't even about him no more. You, you giving a service. <laughs> I'm at the church. Nah, that's that's I can't stand when a pastor does that at a funeral. Like you're not you supposed to say some remarks, hit a couple scriptures and talk about, you know, how we're gonna see him on the other side. And then you're supposed to keep it moving. Like this ain't your time. Trying to get me to come to your church. Right. right. Come on, man. <laughs> the but what was I about to say? Dang. Uh, what was I talking about? I'm confused. So, like, I forgot too. My bad. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> what was I talking about? I really oh, can't remember. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, we went to. Uh, I've never seen the movie, but we went to the plantation where they filmed the Notebook. Never seen a movie either. Pretty sure we're gonna get some shit for that, but. <laughs> I mean, I. I, I I'm a, I'm older now. I'm more mature. I probably would watch it if it came out like now, but at the time when it came out, I was a young man and I wasn't trying to be talking about no notebooks to nobody. I didn't even like to read. Why would I want to watch a movie called The Notebook? <laughs> right. Like I mean, I, I like literature, but I, I like I don't like actually sitting down to read. I got a bunch of books right now, I'm supposed to be reading. I like audio books. That's what I need to get on, but I'm, I'm not quite there yet. All right, you doing this intro? You do this intro. All right. We'll go back and forth every week. I, I'm, I can work with that. So I got I, I got odd numbers, cool. Um, <laughs> so now that y'all have listened to the podcast for about 20 minutes, uh, <laughs> welcome to... <laughs> oh, hold on, let me start on <clears throat> We're keeping it, we're keeping it raw too. <laughs> take two, take two, take two. Um, <clears throat> welcome back to the. What the hell is the name of the podcast? <laughs> oh, this is a classic already. Oh Jesus! Were you about to say the Bips Corner podcast? Man, look, this is what happened when you got three podcasts. Oh man, let me start over. Oh, <clears throat> All right. Take three. Take. Did you just make a sound? Yeah. You got a director's thing. Uh, <laughs> it. it sounded legit. Oh, uh, well, damn. All right, Mavs Outsiders. All right. Welcome back to episode three of the Mavs Outsider podcast. I'm your host, Mike Bibbins, on Twitter, at Bibbs Corner, a.k.a. Young Bibbles. <laughs> wow where did that one come from oh jesus and i am uh his co-host 
Maurice Williams, <laughs> aka Mind of Reese, aka Tyrese Evans, aka okay. aka Black Griffin. Uh, not Blake Griffin, Black Griffin, because Black. I'm not mixed, so I have the full athleticism. You know what? Never mind. Uh, you'd have to be there anyway. Uh, All right. So, yeah. uh, so let's get the show started. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's, it's very appropriate that we uh, spent 20 minutes talking about things that were not basketball since the Mavs did not play a single game this week. Um, terrible weather in Texas, which as outsiders, we, we can't relate to any of that. Um <laughs> It, it feels bad to laugh because, you know, it was, it it was very, very tragic for these people. They, they didn't have heat and they couldn't drive. It was very, very rough reading it from a distance. So I hope everybody is warm and fed and showered and um, doing better because uh, it was it was rough reading the tweets this past week uh, from, from everybody struggling over there. It was rough. Uh, we got a lot of, you know, me personally, I have a lot of, well, I have a lot of people from Texas in general on my uh, Facebook page, like personal friends, but, you know, saying uh, some of the MFFL fam, uh, Reed went on a bit of a rant. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it, but Reed went on a bit of a rant. because you I think know, I might have missed that one. No, I did, see, one. I did see, I did see, I did see, I did see. Okay. Yeah, it was, um, it was going through it. A couple people insensitive making jokes, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Some things can't be jokes. Like there were some things that were funny, right? Like, uh, there were some videos that were funny, like the uh, the huskies. We was wolves. Oh yeah, the huskies. Fucking, <laughs> fucking hilarious. But uh, yeah, <laughs> laughing and joking about people not having power, like uh, just on a recent episode of my podcast, because both of my co-hosts live in Texas. Uh, my co-host Jerron Jer- said uh, that basically, a, well, I'm going to, this is about to bring down the mood of the podcast, but people need to hear. A two-month baby, two-month-old baby had passed away because it froze to death because they didn't have power. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you can't joke about stuff like that. Like, you know, so. Right. And, you know, one of my friend's uh, sister has a baby right now that lives in Texas. And uh, I think the baby got sick like on the second day. So they were like scrambling to find a place to, for the baby to be warm, like forget us. Like they were going from house to house because apparently the power would come on for like two hours at a time every day and stuff like that. Um, In different places, I think at one point they got a hotel and then the hotel lost power. So uh, I don't know if you saw, it was a story about a mom and kid who, I guess tried to go in the car in the garage and uh, to have heat because they could start the car, obviously, but didn't think about the the carbon monoxide. Uh, they didn't open the garage and, door. Yeah, they they passed away from the the carbon monoxide. So uh, again, like the the state screwed everybody in this situation because, like I said, the, I, I know people from Dallas down to the valley that dealt with this. And that's, right. that's like 10 hours. That's like from here to Baltimore, <laughs> separate. Jesus. Uh, as far as distance. So when you looked at the map of outages, it was pretty much all of Texas, except like the El Paso area. And then like the far east part of Texas that borders Arkansas. 
like the whole rest of the state was dealing with this in some way, shape, or form. So, uh, like, even I think I saw Josh Richardson say he lost power. So, it it it, it was crazy, and uh, to hear like the statements coming from the the leadership in Texas, um, it doesn't sound like they're gonna be prepared for whatever this happens again, either. Right. Like they're not gonna make any changes. But you think you know this should be a wake up call, but right. Anything yeah. happen. God bless America. Um <laughs> no place else. So with that established, both games were canceled. Uh first game should have been against the Pistons on Wednesday. Uh second game was against the Rockets on was it Friday or Saturday? I think Friday. I think it was Friday. Uh, the whole state was shut down, so I think Rockets and Spurs also had games that were canceled um, because it would have – I think they they were about to continue to play, but they decided that it would be wrong to light up an arena like that while people are in the dark and dying. Right. So uh, – Pretty insensitive, so to speak. Yeah, I, I think that was the right decision to make. Um well, how how did you feel about the the team getting pretty much a full week off now? Like, what are your what 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 are your expectations coming off of this? Uh, I would say we got some much needed rest. That's the best that can come from it. Uh, I don't really think we had any more uh, injury issues as far as the team goes. Right. Uh, team's not practicing, so we're not really ran up. Uh, we're not really getting any chemistry or anything. Just rest, that's all. But if we're resting, so are the teams that we didn't play for the most part. Uh, unless, no, well, the Pistons didn't play uh, this week, so. Yeah, they did. We they, pressure. Yeah. But could also mean we're rusty because we were all in right. a bit of a run and this could ruin it. So. <laughs> I mean, so I don't know if you caught there were like multiple articles coming out defending the team these past couple of days. Uh, I haven't noticed. Defending Porzingis and talking about how our starters have barely had a chance to practice and, um, you know, basically saying that the things I don't believe our lying eyes that uh, this team is trashed, um, that they'll, they'll, they'll get better because they'll have more time to practice together and get comfortable together and, Porzingis is still recovering a little bit, blah, 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 blah. Like, <sighs> I'm, I, I'll believe it when I see it, is what the way I think <laughs> any of this stuff. Like, the propaganda machine is strong, but I don't, I, nobody is going to sit down, write an article, and convince me that what I'm seeing is not, not, not the case. Um, I think Tim Callishaw had, had dropped an article about it. I think Brad Townsend jumped on it to, to back him up, saying that Mavs fans are being hard, too hard on KP. Man, shut up. Uh, Brad Townsend still has me blocked, so, sir, you can – I'll keep my comments to myself. Uh, I usually He don't. actually follows me. <laughs> I don't know why. I'll keep my comments to myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going we're gonna to keep this podcast slightly politically correct. But, um, yeah, I usually don't read articles for that reason. Like, yeah, because it's always it's some Homer shit, right? And right. it seems like, oh, you work for the Mavs, you're trying to save face, or you know, 
you want a certain job that you're sense. looking for. <laughs> right. Uh, that's that's the part that kills me. And it feels like that's the culture now with journalism. Like nobody wants to say the harsh things. Um, exactly. Especially Dallas. Like nobody wants to say something mean about Cuban or Donnie or front office or whatever, despite all the crap, the trash that we've had to deal with for the past 10 years. Um, none of them seem to want to say a harsh word about the way things have gone. Um, and that's that's annoying. That's I, I can't read a lot of it myself. Like I said, I don't like to read anyway, so <laughs> easy for me to skip past it. <laughs> <laughs> so on a, uh, a a more positive note, uh, some of our all of our rookies are in the G League now. Uh, is that a Josh, positive note? I, I think it is because uh, they weren't getting any playing time under Rick. So I mean, at true. least. At least in the G League, they have an opportunity to touch a basketball here and there um, and not get benched if they miss a shot or make a bad pass. Um, Josh Green got sent down, I think, Tuesday. It was sometime earlier this week, I remember. Yeah. I think it was Tuesday. I thought he was going to be able to play yesterday or today, but apparently he did not. So I guess he'll play in their next game. But uh, Josh Green and Tyler Bay are with the Salt Lake City team. Uh, Tyrell Terry's with the Memphis team. And Nate Hinton is with the, the, the Golden State affiliate. Uh, have you caught any of these games or, like, highlights or anything like that? Uh, I haven't caught the games. The okay. highlights, I usually, I usually catch the um, I'll see you or someone post the Tyler Bay or um, – Tyrone Terry highlights on Twitter and I'll look into them and I like what I see. Uh, yeah. I didn't know Tyrell Terry was that good of a rebounder, but uh, I like what I see. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think he did either. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how I feel about like them all playing on different teams. Yeah. I wish they were playing together. That way when we bring them up, they have a chemistry together already. Right. But uh, at least they at least they get some time and they look good. That's what matters. So on that note, it is positive. But uh, I'm not sure how long they're going to be down there for if they keep this up. So <clears throat> the the one thing I will say, as far as that goes, the bubble is only like a month long. Um, I think the playoffs start March eighth, and only eight teams get, go to the playoffs out of eighteen, and. Uh, it's single elimination. Okay. So they should be done within the next, what, today's the 21st, so like two and a half weeks at, at worst. Um, the other thing there, only one of our rookies looks like their team is on the way to the playoffs right now, and that's Hinton. Uh, like if it ended today, that he's the only one that would be in the playoffs. Uh, Terry's team, Memphis, is like a game out, but uh, Salt Lake City is one and seven. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so <laughs> they they don't look like they're, they're going to be making the playoff unless uh, Green comes in and starts dominating and they yeah, don't lose enough games. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it looks highly unlike um, 
And again, Rick doesn't plan on playing these dudes. So like we would have to have like another COVID situation or some injuries, knock on wood, for them to get called out, I think. <clears throat> Which you mean, I know, I, I, I don't want to see happen, but I would like to see them play, but it's very unlikely at this point. Uh, mainly Tyrell Terry, really. But, you know, I feel yeah. like he has a lot to offer. I feel like at worst he could be what Seth was. Right. Um, and just what maybe he'll get hot sometime, maybe he won't. But uh, I do want to go over these numbers real quick, uh, just to kind of give you an idea of what they're doing. So Terry's playing like 30 minutes a game, right? I didn't there. look these up. Yeah, I didn't look these up. Yeah. Averaging 17.2.7 boards and three assists mm-hmm. a game. Shooting 40% from the field, which is likely like an issue of him scoring inside with his size. Right. But 41% from three and then 91% from the line. So uh, before the season, you know, I talked about believing that his shot would translate pretty instantly. But the rest of the game is where he's going to take some time to develop. At the same time, I think we can use him just for his shot right now. I was about to say something that stands out in his stats to me uh, proves that he's really just a shooting guard. He averages 3.7 assists and 3.2 turnovers. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. His assist turnover is like even. Almost. So. Insane. So, yeah, definitely don't want him handling the ball too much. But his shot looks good. If he's open, he's likely going to hit. Right. So throw him out there with Luca for five minutes at a time. But you know the thing with the the turnovers and assists, he's a young player, and right. the point guard position is the most difficult to adapt to in the NBA, especially for young players. So that's right. not something I'll hold against him. You know, Luca still turns the ball over a lot. <laughs> exactly. So. He's the best passer in the league. So. And the, the bad part with Terry, though, is that his coach is Rick Carlisle, and when you make a mistake, you're coming out. Especially so, if, you're, if your name isn't Luca. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like well, the short leash. For some reason, but <laughs> it's that short leash is what why I'm glad that we have a G League in general, and in this case, the bubble, so that these guys can keep their confidence up because playing under Rick will kill your confidence quick. Right. And that's the, the best way to ruin a rookie. Um, you said you did look up the stats, so you saw Bay's numbers, 15 points, eight boards. He's yeah. actually doing, what, 52% from the field, 40% from three, and then 75 from the line, so. He's looking really impressive. Uh, I don't I wasn't, what I, wasn't paying, I wasn't paying too much attention to him coming out the draft as I was Tyrell Terry, so I'm definitely impressed with, uh, the, with what he's been doing. The fun thing is I wasn't paying any much attention to either one. I think I did watch I did watch at least one game of Bay um during college and I wasn't that impressed, but it was mostly because he was playing, I think, out of position. Uh, I think he played like the four or five in college. Okay. And was dealing with bigger guys most of the time. Um, like I could see some of the Sean Marion type stuff. He's not quite as big as Sean Marion. Uh, but I think he's he definitely could fit in our system as like a hustle guy, like a Dorian Finney-Smith type. But uh, I think he's a better he, shooter already. 
And that's okay. why I'm confused how he didn't get okay. any play time at any exactly during okay. the COVID. <sighs> we could really use him right now. I'm just trying. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I agree. Like, again, Dorian Fitty Smith doesn't do anything special on the court. Any, anything special. He does, you know, he does a lot of things very well, but he doesn't do, do anything special. Nothing stands out. Right. Like that gap between him and Bay is not big enough for to to uh, make me feel good about Babe getting zero playing time, right? So, and that's where again the development is questionable at best. Uh, Hinton not doing too great. Um, I think he's having a hard time adjusting to being on a new team because remember him and Bay initially were with Long Island, right? They were together. And then they got split up on the different teams. And that Warriors team where Hinton is was actually winning games. Um, and they have Jeremy Lin. So I think he's kind of in a weird position, but I think he's doing seven and a half points, four boards, and a steal in 15 minutes a game. Which also isn't bad because he's the only one out of um, Bay and uh, Terry who isn't starting on that G League team. Right, so. right. Now his shooting numbers is a different story. <laughs> Trash. I'm going to go 36 from the field, 25 from three, 85 from the line, though. 85 from the line. <laughs> so <clears throat> I'll take I'll take it for now. I think uh he's that's why he's the the undrafted one right. of the three. Um, but I like his hustle, like he's an energy guy, Deshaun Stevenson type person is what you have to kind of kind of look at like a, a guy that's again not going to do anything sexy too much but is going to play hard right hustle guy uh dirty work guy yeah which is needed on a team but that, those shooting stats are jesus <laughs> uh disappointing to say the least uh hopefully it turns around because they, they got uh they're about halfway through the schedule right now so Maybe as he gets more comfortable, those numbers will go up. Well, I mean, that's what they're down there for. So, you know, I'm not going to – I mean, yeah, the percentages are trash, but they're down there to get better. They're down there to develop. That's what right. it's for. So, hopefully, you know, however many games they have left, he can uh, use that time to develop. I don't know how much they practice down there. It's a bubble, so I'm pretty sure they get, you know, more practice and then the uh, – NBA teams do, but I mean these games are on top of each other too. <clears throat> Jesus, like, what do you mean on top of each other? Like back to back, back to back. Like not obviously they're not one 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 one, but it's like right. they might get they might play four games in a week. Jesus, yeah, like three four games in a week. Oh, he might be shooting ass because he's tired. God dang. <laughs> So, and I, I think that's part of where it's like some guys might not play one night and they'll play somebody else like to get them some minutes that night. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> I think Hinton might have been victim of that one night as well. I think he's played five games out of the seven. Um, <clears throat> with that said, on the complete opposite end of the spectrum from the G League guys, big news for uh, Luca this week, uh, named an all-star starter. Uh, which congratulations, of course, to Luca, but it also stirred up some controversy for those that thought that spot should have gone to Dame. 
I don't think I've seen where you stand on that. So where where are you on that the Dame Luca situation? I didn't post much about it on Twitter. Uh, I briefly spoke about it uh, on the podcast on my podcast because I knew we were going to talk about it here. Right. So uh, also spoke about it with a friend on Facebook, and I used an analogy. I was saying, uh, you know, people are upset. I understand people being upset that Dame didn't start. But don't don't act like Luca doesn't deserve to start. Luca and Dame equally both deserve to start. If it was the other way around, I would have been like, hey, understand why Dame is starting. Dame is still right. going to make the all-star team at the end of the day. Don't sit here and act like he's not going to make the team. We know he's going to make the team. Like, if you look at the votes between, I think, who was it? The coaches and media right. mostly voted for Dane. Yeah, he's going to get in. Exactly. I understand, like, in the whole, what's your reasoning for Dane clearly deserving it over Luca? Because if you're talking about team success, then we have an issue. Because <laughs> Trey Young started last year and no one said shit. Right. I don't even think his team had 20 wins at that point. And Bradley Beal this year. Bradley Beal is starting this year. And yes, everyone, including myself last year, was saying, hey, Bradley Beal should make the All-Star game. He didn't make it. I would have been cool with him making it. You know, he's starting this year, which congratulations to him. He should start. Because in my opinion, team success shouldn't affect someone being an all-star. It's an individual mm-hmm. accomplishment. You're an right. all-star on your team. If your team right. is ass, that shouldn't prevent you from making an all-star game. The guys make all-star games because they're on winning teams and they have average numbers. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense because it's not about <laughs> the it's not about the team success. Like you said, it's, it's an individual war. So if everybody's doing average th- team things on your team, then nobody is a star. Exactly. Uh, <clears throat> so <clears throat> I agree with you there. And I, I, I don't know why I'm clearing my throat right now in the mic, but uh, did you see what Luca said? No, I did not. So Luca came out with a statement. I mean, he's going to do the Luca thing. And right. said that uh, he was actually surprised that he was a starter and that he thought it should go to Dame as well. Um, and I think that goes back to him the other day saying that uh, when he was asked about the MVP race, that he didn't think he should be in the MVP race because the team is not winning. Um, and I feel like he thinks the same thing about the All-Star game. Like, how can I be an All-Star, the All-Star starter, like top five in the West? And my team is below 500. Um, when Dame's team is doing well, and they just beat us, um, despite having two key guys out for their team. So I think that's where he took the approach. Does that affect how you feel about it at all, or no? I, I, I'm right where you are, where I, I would have been fine either way, personally. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, I understand why Luca would say that. Uh, I kind of get. I understand that's Luca's mindset, even from when he didn't really care to be nominated for the most improved player award last year. And he was like, give it to Devontae Graham or something like that. But uh, give the nomination to Devontae Graham. But uh, no, it doesn't affect how I feel about it. Uh, I get what he's saying. It's cool. But 
Dame has done great things, but Dame's numbers aren't Luca's numbers. Dame is winning more. That's fine, but he's still gonna make the team. Right. Just and because <laughs> if if Dame would have started and Luca wouldn't have, I wouldn't be on here shooting down like, oh, Dame didn't deserve it. No, Dame definitely deserved to start. One, we knew one of them was wasn't gonna get the start because we knew Steph Curry was getting the start. Right. So it was going to be Dame or Luca that misses out. And I don't understand how people didn't see this coming either way, but it's not that serious. People get over it. Right. Luca is more popular. (laughs) That's that's all it came down to. Luca is popular in America. Luca is popular in two different countries. And more than two, because all of Europe loves him. Like he's their their prodigy. Two different continents. Yeah. So, like all the European, like you, I see it all the time. Anytime Luca does anything, all the European players are like talking about him. All the European fans are in the comments and speaking multiple languages about him and stuff. Like they've been watching him play since he was thirteen. Like they they've been with him longer than we have. So okay. yeah, they're probably flooding, running it up on the the fan votes. Um. Like, they're connected to him. Like, could you imagine? Like, I can't think of an athlete I've watched since they were 13, 14, 15 years old. Um, I'm trying to think of one, and I don't think I can either. Yeah, like, I I, I don't pay attention to anybody in high school. Like, the way Does America... LaMelo count? He could count. He could definitely count. Uh, I didn't like him the first few years. I didn't, yeah, I didn't like him the first few years either. Like, that game where he scored, like, 100 or something like that. Like, yeah. It's kind of and, corny, like, what's shooting but... from half court? Yeah, um, with picking basically. But with that said, like seeing him at the back end of that, like seeing how much he's matured and grown up, like as a man, as a as a player, like I I love him now. Like I'm I'm rooting for him heavy. Absolutely, um, same. So so again, like imagine he wasn't an asshole when he was a kid. I mean, granted, he was 14, 15, you know, great player. You know how these AAU programs are. We see how his dad is. They were probably enabling him. So, uh, naturally, he would have matured as he got older, and luckily he did. And uh, we're seeing the player that he's turned into, and I love to see it. I love LaMelo. Yeah, yeah. And I I can't wait till they open these arenas because I'm definitely going to Charlotte multiple times a year. But he is not. I repeat, he is not mellow. <laughs> He's La Mello. Correct. I, I just want to make that clear. If I you think know, somebody, you know. I think somebody said anybody over 25 calling that man mellow is not a basketball fan anymore. We, they can't say. And I, I saw a reply to that, and I saw someone say anybody at any age calling him <laughs> mellow over mellow shouldn't talk basketball. Right, Melo is a whole Hall of Famer. Like you can't, you can't do that. You can't do that to a Hall of Famer. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's that's. I mean, the Luca. I I didn't get into it either because I I don't see the point. Um, like you said, whoever didn't make it was going to be the highest vote getter from the coaches. Like right. that was predetermined. Like the the only issue was that there was only two spots, so somebody had to get left out. Um, it, uh, it annoys me that every year when someone starts in the all-star game who people feel like shouldn't have started and it's because the fans voted them in people are like 
all this fan voting is trash. Like, bro, shut <laughs> up. Like, first of all, they fixed it to where it's 50% fan voting. Right. 25% media, 25% coaches. It's right. not just the fans, but the fans have majority because it's for the fans. Exactly. It's an exhibition like, game to the fans seeing who they want to see. Like, these same people are people who are going on. I remember. I was there. Y'all voted for Zaza Pachulia. <laughs> I was there. I remember. I remember the goofy times y'all voted for people like Alex Caruso. I was there. Wasn't that long ago. So please cut the crap. Right. Right. It's uh, it's and the the Mavs fans that feed into that stuff. I, I it's, it gets annoying as well. Um, well we know uh, we not we but. Some of the Mavs fans on Twitter tend to feed into anything that comes our way. They don't oh, yeah. know how to filter out what doesn't need a reaction. Right. What's worth it and what's not. Like you gotta you gotta pick and choose your battles. And this this wasn't one I, I was interested in at all. At um, all. <laughs> what was the last part I wanted to add to that? Um, oh, did you see Joy Taylor talking about it? Yes, I did. And she clearly contradicted herself. Uh, right. Love Joy Taylor, but you sounded like an idiot, sweetheart. I'm sorry. Uh, you can't say that Dame should have started over Luca, and in the same sentence, say Bradley Beal deserved to start. Exactly. It doesn't work like that. Luca exactly. is almost averaging a 30 point triple double. And our team has a better record than the Wizards. So, what are you talking it's, about? It's, a, it's much better. And we're not good. So. <laughs> yeah, that, that part was funny to me. Um, uh, I don't even pay too much attention to her takes. I'd be too distracted, but um, I didn't that was she, a bad one. Never mind. That was not going to come out right. That <laughs> was not going to come out right. I just didn't know she on the show had that many takes. You know what? I'm used to her being the moderator on uh, Undisputed. So. Right. I think they, they put her in the middle Unless you're Molly Kerm, moderators don't talk much. So. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was definitely a bad spot, and I'm uh, mad that nobody checked her on it either. That's that's uh, the only people I saw. Only people I saw really call her out on it were Mavs fans, which is expected, you know. Yeah, I mean on the broadcast, like they just went. Everybody just went with it, so I was like, yeah, they they're not so, going. <laughs> she, she's on Colin Cohort's show, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's why he's an idiot too. So I didn't really expect. Uh, but it was uh, who was was on there? It was a uh, former. Was it Ryan Hollins? Somebody else was on there. <laughs> Another idiot. Okay, name some more. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no, all right, we're gonna move on. <laughs> we're gonna move on. Uh, I guess the the only other thing I really wanted to hit before we we get into some other stuff. Uh, Demarcus Cousins apparently. On the move. I was hoping we would talk about this. If if, yeah. if you didn't mention it, I was gonna definitely mention. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely had to bring this up. So Demarcus Cousins, uh, apparently the Rockets want to play a different style of basketball, and the two have agreed to part ways. Apparently, he's still playing tomorrow, which is weird. But yeah. uh, but they're they, I, when they say part ways, I don't know if they mean they're trying to trade him or what. But it made it sound like they were gonna like buy him out, release him, or whatever. Um, what they did was, uh, I think they guaranteed his contract before they did. They did guarantee his contract, so I guess contract. that was like a respect thing. 
But then, like, are you going to waive him now and just pay him whatever? I think it was, I think he's got a bet minimum salary anyway. Um, but do you like, wait, are they planning to waive him? Like, what? what is the move? Is my question. But uh, uh, I don't know how much they would get back in the trade for him. So they would probably release some Obama out. And that's just I mean, weird. I don't think they have to buy him out because he's not, he doesn't have a big contract. Like, right, right. The fact that they guaranteed his contract makes me think that they're just going to waive him. And like, yeah, if somebody claims him off of waivers, the way waivers work is the, the person would pay his salary or whatever they offer him, whatever the difference is between that and what Houston was paying him, Houston will pay the difference. Um, which if he's got a minimum salary, he, they wouldn't be paying anything. But if he clears waivers, then they'll be paying them anyway, and whatever team signs them would pay him a separate salary. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if I explained that well. <laughs> kind of, yeah, 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 kind of. But yeah, so I guess they're gonna waive them, but not yet because they still need them right now. Right. Uh, I think I think Christian Wood's still hurt. So with that established, Mavs fans had something to say. Uh, we suck at the five position, uh, according to everybody except Rick Carlisle. And- <laughs> Can't believe he said that shit. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, apparently according to Rick Carlisle, we're loaded up on bigs, even though our bigs get pushed around by point guards. Um, so the idea of Cousins coming to Dallas came up and um, <clears throat> I didn't have much to say on the topic myself. Uh, how would you feel about the idea of bringing Cousins to Dallas? <clears throat> uh, God, it's Reese again. Uh, don't come to you often, so you know. Uh, don't ask for I don't ask for much. Okay, I'm lying, but still, hear me out. Uh, my Mavericks are not loaded that big. Uh, I don't care what your son Rick Carlisle said. Uh, we're not loaded that big. Uh, we could really use DeMarcus Cousins. And um, during the offseason, I really wanted the team to go after DeMarcus Cousins, but they were too busy tweeting and telling us to buckle up to offer him a contract. So hopefully now, since, uh, you know, we're losing and getting pushed around, they'll decide, hey, uh, maybe we should take a look at this guy who trashed us when we played the Rockets. Um, right. We could really use him. Uh I think he has great leadership, despite what anyone says about him as a person. Uh, he'll be a great voice in the locker room, hold people accountable. Uh, and I haven't even gotten to his play on the court. Uh, doesn't really rely on athleticism too much. Very fundamental player. Can score under the basket, can rebound the ball, can even play mate, and play some defense and body up down low. Uh, we could really use DeMarcus Cousins' father. Uh, in your name I pray. Amen. A amen. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I don't disagree with anything you said. Uh, and here's here's the thing that kind of annoyed me watching people talk about it. Every time a player comes up, people want to talk about this percentage and that percentage. And you always highlight the bad stuff because you don't like a player. When you like a player, you just find all the good stuff. And it's really a matter of what do we have currently 
we watched Willie Colley Stein miss dunk after dunk. After dunk. After layup, after dunk. <clears throat> we watched Dwight Powell barely be able to jump. We watch him fumble rebounds out of bounds on a regular basis or smack the ball instead of grabbing the bitch with two hands. <laughs> we watch Boban marinate on the bench because apparently he's not fast enough for anybody. So I don't understand how you can look at DeMarcus Cousins, who gave us 28 and 17, and say that we can't use him on a minimum salary. Why the fuck not? Does he do things that players on our team don't do? Yes. Is he, does he have some ass in the paint that we don't have? Yes. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, does he what? Does he have them cakes, yams, buns? Okay, continue. Just making sure that's what I heard. I've been asking for a player with some ass in the paint for a very (laughs) long time. Look, I'm not even I'm not even gonna correct myself. I'm straight up about this. None of our centers have any cheeks. Oh Jesus. When you have no cheeks, you get pushed around. Bro, I'm lightheaded. I told you I'm recovering from a hangover, and he just gave me the laugh of the day. Oh my god. Oh Jesus. Look, man, look. Anytime I got to watch That's a sound point right. guard. <laughs> Anytime I got to watch point guards drive to the basket and throw my center into the stanchion, I'm pissed. Like, what is the point? Why do you exist? Why are you there? I understand. It's just this... we got a center with some ass. <laughs> it's, so... it's a wild statement. <laughs> oh, man. Look, man. I think I'm gonna have to mute myself while you finish this. <laughs> All oh, I'm Jesus. saying, Demarcus Cousins is gonna bring the buns when I was playing. Am I drunk? Like, hold up. Oh Jesus. <laughs> So when Demarcus Badonka Donk Cousins, Jesus Christ, he won't stop. Is in the paint area. Guys might think twice about driving to the hole. As it stands right now, no we can't intended. <laughs> Say no buns intended. No pun intended. Oh Jesus! No, I, heard no. I heard what you said. Oh Jesus! <laughs> All right, I'm done. That was my that was my that was my one line. I'm done. I'm, tr- I'm trying to have fun with it. Um, <laughs> but no, we I have mean, no I'm, basketball to talk about. People, I'm sorry. This is what you get. This is what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so again, we watch Damian Lillard doesn't drive to the hole a lot because he gets hit and nobody and he doesn't get calls. But I watched him uh, skip and cartwheel through the lane and lay it up right in front of Porzingis because Porzingis, for whatever reason, doesn't realize that he's supposed to be protecting the rim, even though he's seven foot three. I don't think he knows uh, he's seven foot three. I, he doesn't. He does not know that he's seven foot three. He plays like a, a six foot one guard on defense. 
He's seven foot three with the wingspan of a college chalkboard. And the I just don't understand what happened to his shot blocking ability. But right. And again, I I think a part of it is playing the five instead of the four. As mm-hmm. the four, a lot of his shot blocking was coming over on the weak side because there was somebody with some ass in the paint getting in the way of people. And so he could come off on the back side when they were distracted. <laughs> oh Jesus. This motherfucker's on a roll. He oh, could come man. over on the he could come over on the double team on the DP. Oh come on. Come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Hold on. First of all, you forced that one in there because DP ain't even the initials for double team. I just said force that one in there. Oh, Jesus, it's getting worse. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, this Gatorade is almost gone. I'm screwed. This is going off the rails. Uh, Come on. uh, This is is definitely. You can come over on the tag team. And, uh... if, this, if there's ever been an episode of a podcast that I've been on that has reflected my Twitter timeline, it's been this. This this is the one. I apologize. Jesus. I'm out of character. I'm tired. <laughs> it's been a long weekend. My been sleep a long, has been trash. It's been a long week. Oh, man. All right. Um, yeah, this is what happens when you get me tired. Uh, I started talking crazy. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, he could come over while, while, somebody, while the other dude is distracted with the big buns and smack it off the glass from the weak side. Smack it off the ass. He could smack that off the weak side. Oh. Um, but as the primary <laughs> big man, there is none of that. He is the target. They're coming at his chest. And so he's going to either end up in foul trouble or not try. Or and we've both. seen both. Right. Say or both. <laughs> and we've seen both in the past week. Or I guess we should say two weeks now because it's been a week right. without basketball. But in that last week, we saw both things occur. So I just don't think he's built for that. And I'm not asking to sign Cousins and play him 35 minutes a game. And that's another thing that pisses me off about these dumbasses. I mean, I'm sorry, these people, these fans. No, I'm, dumbasses. I'm trying to be nice. Y'all, y'all are good people. Um, I'm not. This is a good cop, bad cop. I think we know the roles here. Dumbasses. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, like, again, the same thing with Drummond. Like, we, we don't need them to come in and play 35 minutes. They can play 20 minutes. You play them where you're where where they can be helpful. You don't overplay them. They don't demand minutes. See, that's the thing. I don't have an issue with Willie and Dwight Powell getting minutes at center. I just right. don't want them getting bulk of minutes at center because they have to. Excuse me. If we have someone like Drummond or Cousins come in, they can start. Willie and Dwight can come off the bench for support at the five. Right. That's a thing. That, that happens. And if you want to play a KP at the five lineup for five minutes at a time each half, that's fine. You can call exactly. it the death lineup if you want. Give it a nice name. Oh, I got to hear all the team is but killing full time, 
Yeah. But full time, it's not a move. It's not the move. We see that. It's not the move. All the numbers, all, all the nerds that want to look at numbers all the time, all the numbers say that that's the worst lineup in the NBA right now. Defensively. So I, I don't know. It's we are not in a position to be turning down talent at all. And until fans realize that, we're going to continue to suck. Like if the Mavs, I tell people this all the time: if the Mavs put an effort to pursue Boogie and he just chooses another team, I'm not mad. My issue right. is they never get aggressive and pursue these players. Right. Like we're not interested. They don't fit what we're trying to do. This, that, and the third. Just get them in there, and if they don't fit, worry about that later. Exactly. Acquire talent. The best coaches make the team work around the talent that you have, not make the talent work around the coach that you have, if that makes sense. No, you you said it right. It's you adapt to the the players that are in front of you. If I I take – if I take Quinn Snyder off the 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 Jazz and made him the coach of the Brooklyn Nets, I wouldn't expect him to try to play the Nets the same way he does the Jazz. And if he is, he's a bad coach. Exactly. And so if our if our success is tied to finding guys that fit what Rick Carlisle wants to do, then that explains why we haven't done shit since Dirk's uh, prime has dwindled off. And, and since we're talking about the coach thing, can y'all please kill it with the, oh, he's a Rick Carlisle type of guy. I don't give a fuck about a Rick Carlisle type of guy. Stop saying that, that I've been trying to avoid that conversation. Stop, stop <laughs> saying that, please. Because I can't remember who it was once. I, I don't remember your act, so I can't call you out. But someone asked him, and I think it was Kenny who asked him, or someone who was a Rick Carlisle type of guy. I remember J.J. Barea, J.J. Barea, Mike James. It, man, kiss my ass. <laughs> Don't use that analogy anymore, please. Especially so friend, not as a defense. Yeah. Friend NBA guys, like, no. Get me the best player available. I don't care about fit or anything else. If you can't figure out how to make Nikola Vucevic and Porzingis work, that's that's a you problem. That's not Coach a Vucevic problem. Coach that was, yeah, that was the a conversation that we had to have a couple years ago. Now I'm watching Vucevic look like prime. I don't even know who he looks like. Prime Hakeem, I guess. Every night with a team full of riffraff. Looks like Dirk in those years between 2011 and when he retired. Facts. Where he has to score 40 a night to, to even get the team a chance to win. Well, granted, his team is like really fucked up with injuries. Right. Right. So, but that's what I'm watching right now. <laughs> yeah, Dirk didn't go through that. Dirk was just given bad talent, but you know, I digress. <laughs> yeah, the roster that they're down to because of injuries is what we were dealing with securing Rick Carlisle guys. So right. there's that. Um but I think I, we've gone off on another tangent, I think. Um, I guess you can't really do your segment this week, can you? No, nah, I can't. Uh, let me think. Uh, I'm here. Oh, yeah, you know what? I can do my segment this week. Okay, okay. I'm going to do it on the fly. So we're going to go into a quick ad break, 
And uh, when we come back, we'll have uh, Reese's Unsung Hero of the Week. And of course, I'll kick it to Bibbs for the forecast. If you're a beginning podcaster or someone who just wants to make things easy on their journey, Spotify for Podcasts is the perfect platform for you. They allow you to record your podcast and edit it, not only from your computer, but your phone as well, so you can do it on the go wherever you are. You can make money from your podcast through ads provided by the platform or through subscriptions from your audience with no catch at all. They even take the liberty of distributing your podcast not only to the Spotify platform, but every other podcast and platform as well. Just like that. All you have to do is record, edit, hit publish, and Spotify takes care of the rest. I use Spotify Podcasters to start my journey. Bibbs used it to start his journey. We used it to start the Mavs Outsiders journey. And now you have the opportunity to use it to start your journey as well. To get started, all you have to do is download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. Okay, so after that lovely ad by yours truly, uh, we are back. The Mavs Outsiders podcast. And uh, I would like to give my unsung heroes of the week working title and for this week there was no Mavs basketball so my unsung hero of the week goes to the residents of Texas who weathered the storm so to speak no pun intended uh adapted very well uh I understand that y'all went through a lot it was very tough I could tell Texas isn't used to weather like that uh, for all the people that experience any kind of loss, uh, my heart goes out to you. So I give my unsung player of the week or unsung heroes of the week to you all. Screw the jokes. And if anybody makes jokes, just at me. And uh, I'll make them want to delete that Twitter, I promise. Now, I'm going to kick it to my co-host, Bibbs, for his weekly forecast. Thank you, Reese. Uh, beautiful words there. Uh, shout out to the people of Texas for, as you said, weathering the storm. Uh, speaking of the storm, we've got a loaded week with four games coming through after a, a week off where the team got to know each other. Apparently, they haven't spent any time together, according to the Dallas News. Uh, but first, swing it in. Tomorrow. Uh, depending on when this podcast comes out, actually, and we're going to call it Monday, the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, another small market team that actually knows what the fuck they're doing with team building. Uh, they got their big contract guys out. They replaced them with smaller contract guys. They drafted well. They drafted smart. And uh, they have depth. Uh, they actually could lose their star for some time, and they still have a better record than the Dallas Mavericks. Uh going to be an interesting one there uh the grizzlies ahead of us Nate, right now at 13 and 13 while we're 13 and 15 and then we're going to have a back-to-back uh, against another 500 team the boston celtics they're 15 and 15 i don't know what's going on with them they look very weird danny ainge made a very bad decision in turning down that gordon hayward for miles turner and mcdermott trade in hindsight uh and then he said his roster was trash the other day so that was also an interesting move from him 
Uh, regardless, their roster is still much better than this Dallas Mavericks roster as they have two potential all-stars and Kemba Walker, uh, who will likely light us up. Uh, again, they, they don't really have much going on in the big department, but I could see Daniel Tice or Tristan Thompson pulling a double-double on our asses since we have nobody with one in the paint. Uh, moving forward in the week, things do not get better. On Thursday, we face the 76ers with Joel Embiid, the number one team in the East, currently sitting at 20 and 11. Joel Embiid is an MVP candidate, and he will have the opportunity to pad the hell out of his stats against the Dallas Mavericks, where he'll likely give us 40 and 20 uh, with 10 blocks and 17 assists, whatever the hell he wants to do, pretty much. Uh, so that should be fun. Finally, to close out the week on Saturday, the Dallas Mavericks will be welcoming the Brooklyn Nets with their firepower, Dan, it's uh, where your bulletproof vest at when it's going to be a shootout. Uh, Luca could have his first 50 point game. KP could drop 40 uh, since the, the Nets are also center deficient, uh, but they also still have better talent at the top level. So uh, looking at a score 180, 160 at the final for that one, Brooklyn coming out with the dub. And uh, that's it for the weekly forecast. I'll swing it back to you, Reese. Thank you for that weekly forecast, Bibbs. Uh, very entertaining stuff. Uh, you stole my bit again, uh, I noticed. Um, not really sure how to feel about it at this point. Uh, at first it was funny, now it's, uh, you may have to see me. Uh, all right, <clears throat> so, uh, damn, I think that's it for the episode. It's kind of funny how we always say, uh, yeah, let's keep this short. Never, it has not happened yet. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a whole week, man, it's a whole week. Yeah, but even when we had nothing to talk about, we found <laughs> something to talk about. <laughs> we, found, we found some things to talk about, I would say. Yeah. Of all, 10 minutes of the podcast was us laughing about ass. So uh, <laughs> there's that. Then 20 minutes was spent talking about our fear of birds. Uh, about 10, 15 minutes with you uh, with the plantation story. Uh, and, and we definitely lost listeners with that one. I would just keep it wide. <laughs> the Mavs, the rest was Mavs content. But you know what? It's entertaining stuff, nonetheless. Only thing I'm gonna put the music on this one. Straight raw. Yeah, I think I'm gonna just straight throw it out raw and just come straight into the conversation. There's a joke there that I can make, but I'm gonna just leave it alone. Actually, don't go raw, gentlemen. Uh, Trojan condoms. When you're ready for that, no, I'm, I'm good. What's the condom? <laughs> Come on now, you're ch chasing away the sponsors. Oh, yeah. Uh, condoms. Um, they balloons, right? You know what? We go, we, let's, I'm cutting this off. Um, <laughs> you've done enough damage tonight. We have. To the brain. Oh, yeah. Shout out to, um, shout out to, Shout out, to Kate Savinsky. Shout, out. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out. Uh, okay. Shout out to Kate's Adventures on Twitter. Follow me back. Anyway. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, go ahead and close the show out. No comment. I don't, I don't, <laughs> what, what, what's happening right now? Did we close it out? Close it out. Go ahead. I'm, I'm closing I'm not, it out. I'm not, I'm not mature enough to close it out right now. I'm not. <laughs> <clears throat> you folks, you know what? Just pretend that uh, 
you know what? I'm going to see what happens with the listens on this. If y'all listen to this, you might get some more crazy episodes. Um, <laughs> but this has been the third episode of the Mavs Outsiders podcast. Clearly, we didn't deal with any turmoil because of all the jokes that we were making during this episode. Uh, but again, hopefully everybody's doing better in Dallas. Uh, this week is probably not going to be kind to us. And I'm just going to keep it 100 about that. Uh, we'll check back in with y'all next week after we see what happened. And you I'll be, I will, <laughs> I will eat all the crow that is fed to me if we somehow go for and this week or something along those lines. But until next time, peace. Peace out. Spacious new Volkswagen Atlas. It does life beautifully. Finding the music you love shouldn't be hard. That's why Pandora makes it easy to explore all your favorites and discover new artists and genres you'll love. Enjoy a personalized listening experience simply by selecting any song or album, and we'll make a station crafted just for you. Best of all, you can listen for free. Download Pandora on the Apple App Store or Google Play and start hearing the soundtrack to your life. Hey, Brad, you know how Nationwide is more than an insurance company? Yeah, they're one of America's largest financial services companies. We get that in a song like business life retirement. Or Nationwide's there to protect. I'm kind of the jingle guy. I'm not sure I agree with that. Well, I'm not sure I like your hat. Well, it would never fit on you. Products issued by Nationwide Life Insurance Company or Nationwide Life and Annuity Insurance Company. The general distributor for variable products is Nationwide Investment Services Corporation, member FINRA, Columbus, Ohio. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.